Hey, everybody. Welcome to day four of NAPOD POMO. I'm Jennifer Navarrete. We're talking about podcasting this week. And today I want to talk about a few things that you can do to improve the audio quality no matter where you're at. A lot of times we think, oh, if only we had this awesome, amazing sound booth, if only we had this, if we only we had that, our audio could improve. But in reality, you probably have everything you need to improve your audio right now, where you're at. I don't care where you're at, whether you're at home or whether you're traveling. So we're going to talk about three simple tips to improve the audio quality of your podcast. Number one, throw a blanket or a comforter or a beach towel over your head and the microphone. I call this the audio blanket fort. You may be thinking, um, Jennifer's gone off her rocker. Why would you throw a blanket over your head? Well, first of all, um, when we think about sound, right, you're in a spare bedroom, uh, you know, you're in a hotel room, you're in an office space. And so there's a lot of area for sound waves to bounce off and run around and kind of create that echo. Um, I'm in a spare bedroom right now with wood floors, which means there isn't even carpet to dampen the sound waves from bouncing around. So bear with me while I throw a blanket over my head and the microphone, and then I'm going to record. And let's see if you can hear the difference. You're probably going to hear me fumbling around with the blanket first. Okay, so... I've got a blanket over my head. It's the laptop screen, the microphone, and me. Just the three of us in an intimate (laughs) underneath the blanket. So it's a good thing you're not here to see any of this. This is why podcasting is so much better than video in a lot of situations like this. Anyway, I'm hoping that you can hear the difference of the sound quality from me being underneath this blanket versus me being just in an open room. Now, it's starting to get hot underneath here, and so I'm going to take this blanket off for the rest of the show, but I just really wanted to give you a sense of just how much better your sound can be, even with something as simple as a blanket. (sighs) Okay, so that's one of the cons, right, is that it does get hot under there, and if you're recording for any length of time, you're going to start to sweat. (laughs) So it is something that you want to do if you are doing something short. Because it will, it will get wear on you a little bit. So this leads me to the next one. If you have a walk-in closet in your home, you actually have a sound booth. Think about it. Carpet on the floor, all those clothes hanging. Just to me, when I think of a walk-in closet, my mind automatically says sound booth. The only place for sound to bounce off of in a walk-in closet is the ceiling. And because you have so much dampening with the clothes and with the carpet, it's not that big of a deal. But if you really wanted to go the distance, you could throw a blanket or a uh, sleeping bag or anything between the two rails. You know, you've got the poles that hold your clothes up. I'm sure there's an official name for that. Sorry that I don't know what it is, but you could get your um, blanket or your sleeping bag and throw that over the top and then you could record underneath it. And you shouldn't get as hot because it's not directly on top of you. There's going to be space and air. And as long as you've got a comfy spot, you can record for just about as long as you want to. That's my favorite place to record. It really, really is. It's comfy. It's cozy. It's buffered. It's buffered from the houses. I mean, the the noises in the house. It's buffered from outdoor sounds. It doesn't mean that it's soundproof. No, 
But even those sounds that would normally, if you were in an open room, that would kind of be sharp, they'll probably be buffered and distant and not as noticeable. So before you roll your eyes at this one, give it a try. You'd be surprised. I'll tell you a short, a quick story. And this is on a client project. We had to do a remote and they, we couldn't get Skype inside of the location that we were going to be because they wouldn't, didn't have a hard wire and they had Wi-Fi, but we had tested the Wi-Fi out before and it was less than ideal. So typically when you're doing a remote, you want to do something like Skype. And you, in my case, I like to use um, Conference Call Recorder, which captures video and audio, splits the tracks, super duper awesome. We'll talk about that on another show. But we couldn't do it. So then it's like, okay, should we just record on the phone? You know, have the host in the sound booth recording his audio the way that we would normally record it and then have the guest just be on the phone. And there's nothing wrong with that, but there's definitely, you can tell, right? You can tell, really, really tell they're on the phone. Um, and I said, well, let's do plan A and plan B. Plan A is going to be that we're going to um, actually have him record himself. And this is called a double ender, which we'll go into more detail later on. But I had him, I did a little con consulting with him in advance and asked him to record using his equipment and send it to me in the, in the place space where he would be recording. And I told him that the ideal location to record if he happened to be at home, because sometimes he works at home, sometimes he works in the office was going to be his walk-in closet. He thought it was funny. And he said, okay. Um, and then he sent me a sample of his recording. I could tell right away he was not in his walk-in closet because the echo was deafening. It was almost like he was in a huge hall or something. I had a, called him back and said, hey, you know, do you, can you let me know where you recorded that? He goes, yeah, in my living room. And I said, does it have high ceilings? And he said, yes, it does. And I said, okay. I said, while we're talking, I'm going to walk to my closet. And I want you just to hear on the phone call how the sound changes. And I walked into the closet and just kept talking. I didn't tell him I was in there. And he's like, are you in the closet? And I said, yes. He goes, I can tell. He goes, the sound got a lot better, less echoey. It could, he goes, I can tell. He goes, I understand why you're asking me to do that. And sure enough, on the day of, he recorded in the closet <laughs> And it sounded pretty darn good. I mean, it's not the same as being inside the studio, but it was way better than that that original test audio that he sent me where it was like he was in a huge symphony hall. Um, so it does work. And it's something that we do even, the, even in the professional space. Another thing that you can do, let's say you're like, well, great, Jennifer, but I'm not at home. I've, I travel a lot and I'm going to be recording on the go. And so the, uh, you know, walk-in closet, not going to happen. Doesn't exist in the hotel room that I'm staying in. Um, the pillow fort, I'm claustrophobic. Uh, that gives me the heebie-jeebies. There's just no way that's going to work for me. That's all right. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Imagine a typical hotel room, right? So you're looking at a bed, looking at a door, and you're looking at a, a window, right? And the window's got those thick curtains, right? It's got the double curtains. Well, those thick curtains don't just block out light. They're pretty good about sound too. So what I want you to do is I want you to sit with your back to those curtains, shut. Those curtains should be shut. Your back is to them. You're sitting at a table. I want you to put one of the hotel towels on the table that you're going to be recording and put your laptop or your phone or whatever device you're going to be recording on top of that. Then I want you to get two of those nice, big, fluffy hotel pillows. And let's just say that you have a laptop. Put one pillow on the left side of the laptop, one pillow on the right side of the laptop. And if you're depending on, you know, if you wanted to put one of the pillows behind your laptop to kind of give you a little bit more buffer, you could, 
not necessary. I think you could probably do it with the two. And you have just created a modified version of a portable vocal <laughs> dampener um, or sound, you know, proofer. And all it did, it was just stuff that was in your hotel room. Could you do that at home? Yeah, sure. Totally. Could totally do that. And so I'm hoping that you kind of get a sense of what can be done with just things that you have laying around and or no matter where you're at. I will say this, if you are in an office, you're like, Jennifer, I'm not in hotels. I'm not going to record at home. I'm recording at the office and (laughs) we don't even have carpet. You know, we're talking about walls. Um, We're talking about no curtains. So what can you do? Well, you could do the blanket thing. (laughs) Maybe you set something up or you could buy some of those um, vocal dampeners that attach to your microphone. They're really inexpensive. I mean, they can get pricey, but they're anywhere, anywhere from like maybe $50, you know, up to several hundred dollars. But you can find a sweet one for right around the $100 range, right? You know, $79, $99, $150. In that range, you can find some. Um, Some of the lower priced ones are going to be... like boxes. And that works too. And it's really just like a collapsible box with some of the soundproofing that goes inside of it. So once again, if you're not somewhere that's going to be ideal, or you're not at home, or you're not in a hotel room, there's really no reason why you can't have some decent audio. Um, I'm I'm recording in a big space right now. And once again, not in a walk-in closet, which I will be doing some of those later on in the month, and you'll you'll hear the difference. Um, but even then, once I threw that pillow, once I threw the blanket over, I bet you could tell the difference, huh? Anyway, let me hear from you. Um, I'm really interested in all of the podcasts that I'm hearing this NAPOD POMO. Thanks a lot for being part of the fun. Don't feel the pressure to feel like you've got to do War and Peace for every episode. Let me tell you something, 30 podcasts in 30 days, that's a marathon, my friend. That is no sprint. And so some days are going to be better than others. Some days are going to be longer than others. Could you do a one-minute show? Yeah. Could you do a 30 second show? Absolutely. It doesn't really matter. It's just kind of getting your, your podcasting chops in. And believe me, in these early stages, you may feel a little overwhelmed by this, but as you get, you know, into week two, you're going to feel more comfortable. Week three, you're, I'll be honest in week three, you're probably going to be like, why am I doing this? (laughs) But because you've already invested all the time, you're like, I've got to see it through to the end. And then when you finally reach week four, you're going to have such a sense of accomplishment for having done it. And you'll probably have lots and lots of content that you can repurpose. And we'll talk about that later on in the month. Anyway, for NAPOD POMO Day 4, this is Jennifer Navarrete. Don't forget to get out there and podcast and have fun. 